Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and embodiment educator. Your Capricorn season reading was recorded as part of the Embodied Astrology 2024 extended year ahead with astrology dates and timing for your sign. If what you hear in this season's episode resonates, you'll definitely want to check out your year ahead reading. These annual offerings are epic and the results of over two months of research and preparation with this year's astrology. They're ready for download now and they include an hour-long intuitive divination and channeled reading for your sign, along with an additional overview exploring key dates and timing for 2024's astrology, with suggestions for working with this year's main themes, opportunities, and challenges through embodied energetic awareness practices. If you enjoy my monthly and annual readings, join me sometime in my weekly class, Somatic Space, where we attune with the astrological symbolism of the week ahead through guided meditation, visualization, and gentle and healing movement practices. We meet live on Zoom every Monday from 8 to 9.30 a.m. Pacific, and you can always tune in with the recordings if you can't attend live. For those of you interested in working more deeply with your own chart, learning to read charts for others, Or if you're an astrologer interested in working with a somatic approach, you might be interested in my foundation's course, Your Chart is a Body. I'll be starting a new cohort in March with the Aries season equinox, and registration is opening soon. Check the show notes for more details on all of my offerings and upcoming events. You can find written transcripts of all of my season-ahead horoscopes in Embodied Astrology's virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to the Embodied Astrology blog, and an audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing free offerings. If you would like to support this work, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and leave a great review. Follow the links in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Thank you so much for your support. Now onto your Capricorn season horoscope. Capricorn season began last year with the solstice on December 21st. And the second day of Capricorn season, December 22nd, we had an important Uh, event, a moment in a Mercury retrograde cycle. Mercury made its inferior conjunction or Kazemi, which is a word I really love. Uh, It means to enter the heart of the sun. So Mercury made its inferior conjunction to the sun. Um, The word inferior here doesn't mean like worse than. It means that Mercury is closest to earth. And so from our point of view, Mercury is coming between Earth and the Sun and ceases to be visible for a while. The Sun's uh, illumination uh, keeps us from seeing it. And Mercury is retrograde uh, at this point. And so the inferior conjunction is a period in a Mercury retrograde cycle in which the the retrograde qualities of the RE prefix, like returning, relearning, rethinking, revising, are all being applied in such a way that there is a necessary kind of undoing of something, 
a lot of times Mercury retrogrades include things not going as planned. And when something doesn't go as planned, it could be totally frustrating, could really mess some things up, but oftentimes it will force us into a different kind of perspective. And at the inferior conjunction, the symbol is that the mind is impressed with a new possibility. And that possibility is not yet thought through. We don't know if it's a good idea yet. We have not gone over the logistics. We have not considered the historical precedents. We have not really thought it forward into the future yet, but we could be really excited about it. And there may be a lot that is bubbling up and there may just be a wide open void space where it's like, wow, okay, now what? So this conjunction happened at the very first degree of Capricorn and the energetics of Capricorn uh, as an earth sign resonate with stability. They resonate with something that has been built over time. There is uh, some kind of foundation that's here. And so at the inferior conjunction, there's a feeling that this is now not so stable. And we are looking for new ideas. And maybe there is a new idea about something that is going to be foundational, that needs to either be uh, deconstructed so we can reconstruct, or we have an idea of what a different route might be. Now for Pisces, Capricorn rules your solar 11th house. The 11th house is a place of friends, networks, groups, organizations, um, any social experience that is broad, right? Who are the people that you know, and then who do they know, and who do they know, and who do they know, etc. Um, it is also a place where systems are associated, and so systems thinking, uh, systems design, all kinds of different systems are here, educational systems, uh, medical systems, governance systems, things like that. And then the 11th house is also a place of the future where we cast our hopes and dreams and also our fears, the potentialities of the future. We begin Capricorn season in many ways with a crack in the facade, an upsetting of the stability um, of systems. And to be you know, honest about it, like these ideas of systems in our world have been um, cracking <laughs> for a long time, especially since 2020, a lot has been breaking down. And so this new idea might not be like a, aha, wow, I've never had that idea before. It may be an accumulation of previous cracks, right? A residue, uh, if you will, that is now creating an aha moment. Like enough has broken down that now it's like you can see into this space. And so for some of you, there's really a feeling right now of 
you are rethinking the future and you have new and different ideas about where you want to go and how you want to grow and how you're going to get there. There's potentially some upsetting of maybe what you had been planning previously or ways that you had been building towards something in the past that just don't feel important in the same way anymore. And so now there's a kind of renegotiation that has to happen so that you can uh, adjust your direction. For some of you, this has a social quality to it. And there may be feelings of needing to shift things up in terms of who you're connected with and how you are connecting with them. And for some of you, there's a real conceptual uh, situation that's happening where the systems of something are getting reworked. And so I could imagine this easily for, you know, folks who are, say, working in the education system and you are looking at um, some aspects, you know, of how people are being educated or not being educated and thinking like, wow, this, this system isn't working. You know, the system needs to update. The system needs to evolve. Or maybe you want to put... Um, a crack in the system, you know, you want to destabilize it somehow. As Mercury, uh, or af right after Mercury forms its inferior conjunction, it moves back into the sign Sagittarius. And this is important for you because Sagittarius is a sibling sign. It is a mutable sign, as is Pisces. And Sagittarius holds the highest place in your chart, the heaven of your chart. This is the place of your vocation, your career, your public image, who you put yourself out there in the world as, and also, I think really your cherished ideals of who you are and who you want to be and what you are uh, creating in the world and out of your life. And so there are definitely themes here of lineage and responsibility. And Mercury will station direct in uh, Sagittarius on January 1st, the first day of 2024. But the last week and a half of 2023, it's um, really getting activated. Mars is here. Venus comes into Sagittarius that last week. There's a lot of activation. And so it feels like there's this kind of uh, rumbling, rustling, and in your uh, year ahead overview, I talked about a fire is being lit underneath you. It feels like the end of 2023, that fire is being lit and the heat is getting turned up and the water in the pot is not quite at a full boil yet, but it's, it's starting to move around. There's a full moon on December 26th that is in uh, the sign Cancer. And this full moon is... Um, <clears throat> amplifying some themes around, I think, creativity in a, in a large sense, in a, in a uh, kind of metaphor sense. 
in terms of what are you creating with your life, with your time, your energy, your attention, what kind of feeling do you want to be having? What do you want to express? It feels like your life force uh, wants to move in a different way. And some of you may be in some kind of process of creation right now, and something new is on the way, it's coming. And this is a full moon that is really drawing your attention to that, um, you know, kind of looming or promised future. And there are some themes around how do you do it? How are you going to do it? And these themes feel practical. Ultimately, they feel like they're about resources. Um, how are you going to support what it is that you want to birth, to bring into the world, uh, to create, to express? And over the course of 2024, this continues to be a question. This continues to be a point of activation and motivation for you. I think that you are um, really compelled to figure out how to resource this uh, new development, this new opportunity and way that you are in a moment of creation, in a year of creation and new creation. The last day of the year, Jupiter stations direct. That's a significant moment. Jupiter has been retrograde since September of 2023. And as Jupiter stations direct, we have your mind, uh, I think, relaxing a little bit. There may have been a kind of pressure or stress over the last couple of months. As I talked about in your year ahead reading, a lot of you are uh, in a place where you're your thoughts and your concepts and your ideas are unstable right now, and they are necessarily unstable. It is a good thing that you are, um, you know, trying to think in new ways or maybe being required to think in new ways. Sometimes it can feel really agitating, right? Like if, if it's like you just want to be able to have some sense of certainty. You just want to be able to know. You, it's like, I want to get grounded in something. But right now, you just have to be open and intentional and really call upon the growth opportunity. And generosity and big picture attitudes are going to get you the furthest. It's That's going to get you into a better place than feeling... Um, like frustrated about something. And so at least over the course of the next couple of months until maybe June, uh, so first half of the year really, at least for then, um, let ideas come and go a little bit. A lot of you are working uh, on new ideas. You are trying to like build something around these new ideas. Your minds are changing concepts, opinions, ideas, philosophies. You're learning and you need to continue to uh, collect and accumulate and grow in your learning. And as Jupiter stations direct at the end of the year, it feels like something settles for you mentally. It's almost like you get a, a nice exhale and I think something is relaxing, and this will then allow the expansion of your consciousness. It's going to help the coherence of what you're 
trying to figure out or think through and the ways that you um, have been changing conceptually and perceptively, uh, they, I think it, it's been kind of disparate and clunky for a little while. It may have been erratic. It's like, you're over here, you're over there, you're interested in this thing, you're interested in that thing. Or some of you maybe are focused and you're like, I'm trying to learn this. But you're in, an, you're in a period with it where whatever is being presented to you isn't yet solid in a way that you can hold. And you need to be comfortable with that, or maybe comfort is not the right word, but acceptance, right? And just roll with it. Roll with the learning process. Give yourself to the learning process and go along for the ride. And I think that uh, over the next six months, there are new ideas growing for you. You have new uh, points of reference. You might be looking at things differently and you just want to continue on this route. Okay, continue to open your mind, continue to learn what you're learning. It doesn't need to be totally coherent yet. Just let it keep coming in. And the best thing that you can do is enjoy it. Get curious. Be curious. If you enjoyed this season ahead reading and found it supportive, make sure to purchase and download your 2024 year ahead reading now. My year ahead readings are deep dives into the details of the year, special for your sign, with a focus on making the most of the opportunities and meeting the challenges with skill and grace. You'll get a big picture overview that spans the year, connecting 2024 to the past and the future, and providing a larger context than my monthly readings can get into. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. So then as we enter into the new year, Jupiter is direct, Mercury is direct, um, almost everybody is direct uh, as we get into the new year, still have um, a little bit of retrograde until the end of January, but it feels like we enter into the new year and there's really a feeling, I think for a lot of folks of, okay, it's a new year. There's something that is um, shifting and it feels significant. On January 11th, which will be around the time these readings come out, a new moon in Capricorn uh, invites in some new ideas for you about your future and about your friends. Um, in the 2024 overview, there was uh, quite a significant part of the discussion was around friends and community and uh, family or sense of belonging or where are you and I think that this new moon uh, for some of you may be a moment of actually releasing there may be old friendships that are just you know they're, they're just not here anymore for some reason um, there may be, again, ideas of where you were going to go that are no longer where you want to be going. There may be a real sense of unknown uh, when it comes to where are you going and who's going to be there with you. And so this is a new moon that is asking for creative ideation and imagination. Um, it might be a time that is really well engaged with 
in practical and concrete ways towards the hypothetical and imaginal future. So for example, if you are, a lot of you are thinking about moving or relocating or you're trying to change something about your experience with home, family, community, and belonging. And so this is a new moon that uh, might be really a, a great new moon to tune in with in ways that are practical around your intention setting. And if you want a new experience, but you don't quite know yet where it is or how you're going to get there, um, let this new moon be a time where you locate like a small amount of um, opportunities or new connections or books that you might read, podcasts you could listen to. Like what can you give yourself materially and resource-wise to help you move in this new direction? And try not to get stressed out by the many details of what is as of yet unknown. I think a lot of you are really feeling this new year as a time where you want to get practical. You want to start making something happen, but there's still a lot that you don't know. Give yourself a small list of tangible, practical things that you can do that will help you begin to prepare. And again, it does not need to be everything. Now, the main event in Capricorn season is actually in the last few hours of the season on January 20th, shortly before the sun enters Aquarius. And just a couple of hours after the sun enters Aquarius, so will the outer planet Pluto. And so the main event of Capricorn season is uh, the solar conjunction, yay, another Kazemi, <laughs> um, with Pluto. Now, Pluto is a very slow-moving outer planet. Its orbit around the sun is over 200 years. That's certainly longer than your lifetime and mine. And so take a moment to think about that. The moon orbits the entire zodiac in 28 days. Um, the sun takes, you know, one calendar year. Pluto takes over two centuries. That means that it's in any given sign for 14 to 20 years. It entered Capricorn in 2008, and in 2024, it is leaving this sign. And this is the last time that the sun will conjoin Pluto in your lifetime. That's a special moment. So what is Pluto? Pluto is an outer planet. Uh, some might argue uh, uh, against this planet status. I know it's been contested uh, for a while, but um, in terms of astrology as a symbolic language, then we will reference Pluto as a body, as an entity that mythically brings us into the uh, resonances, the archetypal resonances of the Lord of the Underworld. So you might know Pluto through the Greek mythology as uh, the guardian of Hades, the underworld. Oh, here's my cat. She wants to come up and sit on my lap for your reading. I hope that um, you can hear her hello. Um, so the guardian of the underworld is not a figure that is, um, they, they don't get a lot of their own stories. The guardians of the underworld are often referenced, often feared, but 
they can't be known. They live in the place beyond life. And wherever Pluto is traveling, it is bringing underworld themes, underworld content. What happens in the underworld? Well, we won't know until we go. But we can get a sense of it. We can get a feeling of it by uh, learning about processes of composting. Death and decay are in a really important part of life. And the decay process or the compost process is real stinky. Um, it can be kind of horrific watching things break down and turn to goo and grow all kinds of molds. Um, but the compost process ultimately is very fertile and necessary in order to break down the components that uh, are no longer living or serving life so that life can renew and regenerate. And energetically, the symbol of Pluto uh, shows us where what is toxic, corrupted, rotten, um, needs to be composted. It brings us into relationship with death forces and killing forces in the world and also in ourselves. And because the substances of death and compost and decay are quite um, uncomfortable for most of us, uh, a Pluto process will also bring us into relationship with suppressed and repre repressed parts of our psyches and psychologies. Um, it will introduce us to the monstrous beings that live inside of us, the phantoms and the ghosts that haunt us um, in what has not been processed, what has not yet been composted, what's still rotting. And so a lot of times uh, Pluto transit can bring us into contact with trauma, with unresolved and unrepaired ancestral trauma, um, with our own biographies, with uh, aspects of our psyches and identities that were traumatized at some point and then kind of shut away somewhere, and also with these kinds of energies in the world. Capricorn as an archetypal energy um, is very much related to government, to authority, um, and to the structures that have been built around government and authority. Um, Capricorn is an earth sign, as I mentioned, and it is very much related to the aging process. And so when we're thinking about time and what gets built over time, we are referencing Capricorn as a symbol. And because Capricorn is an earth sign and it relates with what has been built, uh, we also are thinking about what has been built by governance and authority or dominance or the forces uh, in life that take up dominance, express dominance. And so we might be thinking about institutions and systems that have been built by dominant forces cultures, societies, etc. We might be thinking about gravity, right, and the, the phenomenal nature of time as really a kind of ultimate force that we must submit to. 
Um, and so Pluto entered Capricorn in 2008. And over the last 15, 16 years, there has been a real collective experience of needing to contend with corruption and rot and decay inside of systems and institutions that have been built uh, over time, certainly over the last several centuries, by people and groups of people um, who have taken up uh, attitudes and policies and politics of domination. Um, over these last 15, 16 years, there has been an enormous uh, global conversation opening up around um, the isms, right? Racism, sexism, ableism, etc. cetera, uh, around white supremacy and colonial settler uh, oppressive institutions and mind states and worldviews and things like this. And of course, uh, you know, I'm recording for you on January 5th of 2024. I don't know when you're going to listen, but in the present moment, um, I don't know if we're on the precipice of World War III. And the uh, killing forces and the death forces that move through institutions of government and politics are uh, strong at the moment. So the sun's conjunction at the very last degree, the very last arc minute uh, with Pluto, um, I think really amplify this nature of corruption and, and rot and decay and killing forces and how these forces have pervaded psyches and constitutions and generations of experience and also how these forces have uh, shaped the climate uh, literally, um, climate change, the Anthropocene, in so many ways has been created by uh, the same forces, the energies that created the transatlantic slave trade, that continue to create uh, extractive processes that serve greed, that serve killing destruction forces. And then the next day, Sun and Pluto both move into Aquarius. But throughout Capricorn season, the sun is approaching Pluto. And so I think that this is a season that is incredibly somber in a lot of ways if we are feeling out and thinking out into the world at large. And because of Capricorn's placement in Pisces charts in the solar 11th house, I think that many of you are thinking out into the world at large because this is the place where we can think about the world in the 11th house, where we reach into our sociality and networks, and when we engage with concepts and systems, and when we imagine into the future. And so some of you may be really feeling the pressure of this time as a uh, transformative pressure. This is a time when a lot of people are becoming increasingly radicalized, and uh, needing to examine um, their opinions, their viewpoints, uh, feeling more and more that they want to be engaged in some way with the world and with the transformation in the world. And I think that that's how you're feeling on some level. Now, you might not be a person who's interested in paying attention to politics, and it might be uh, a feel like a more generative space for you to kind of like let that be in the periphery and to really turn your focus to what is generative or life creating. 
Um, and you might be a person who's like totally invested in, you know, learning about what's happening out there. But either way, or anywhere in between, I think that there is a sense of pressure for you right now. And the pressure has to do with how are you being uh, changed? How are you being transformed? And what's next? And how do you want to take part in it? Um, in the 2024 overview, I, I talked throughout about the need for you to open your mind and explore variety and different viewpoints. And in Capricorn season, I don't know um, I don't know how curious you are, but the pressure that is on you, is forcing, I think it's forcing you to be more curious. And so if there are feelings of something no longer being a viable option, while that could be really depressing and a cause for grief and frustration or feeling thwarted, it can also be an opportunity to consider what other options there are. And that's what I want to leave you with for Capricorn season. I want to say that the beginning of the year is not a feeling of like, okay, new year, new me, here we go, everything is new. I think there is definitely a feeling of it's a different vibe. Some, something new is happening. But I think that you don't yet know what it's going to be. And that you're looking for the answer. You are looking for the open spaces. You're looking for the invitations and the opportunities. This is a time for you to ask yourself, what is possible? Engage with creative empathy and radical imagination. And when some options are no longer viable, or certain present moment experiences just feel like you don't want to be in them anymore. Engage the practice that I gave you in the 2024 overview, this practice of breathing and noticing where your breath is already gentle, already soft, and letting your breath kind of seep in. And let that be a conceptual practice as well. Let that be uh, a practice for practice in your life. You don't need to force the breath. You don't need to um, create the space of the inhale. You just need to notice that it's already here and then let it move through you. This work wouldn't exist without a team. Ashgood is our website manager. Alicia Mauji is our community coordinator. Ariana Sears-Putowski prepares and edits transcripts of these readings. Gabs404 is our visual creative director. Joe Stewart is our office coordinator. 
and Vera Lumi composed and created this music. Thank you so much for listening. We're wishing you all the best in the season ahead.